hey, Tom, how's it going? It is going so well, Kaylee. Yeah, it's rehearsal week, right? It is rehearsal week, my favorite time of the year. Actually, we do this a lot during the year at Valley Shakespeare Festival, but this one is very important because it is our biggest event, which is what, Kaylee? Shakespeare the Park. And we are doing what show? Cyrano. From when to when? From September 3rd through September 6th. At 7 p.m. It's so, (laughs) so exciting. Um, So yeah, so we are in full-on production. Uh, We only have a week to put up a whole entire show uh, this year uh, because of COVID-19. Um, and it's been going well. Actually, today, so they started rehearsals on Monday is when the cast started. And we already are running um, the show. So we're going to talk a bit about that during this podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking to Jessica Brita. We're going to be talking to Mitchell uh, Kawash and also Eric Bermudez, who are all in the cast. And then uh, this cast is so brilliant that they actually learned a fight that happens. It's about like a two-minute fight that happens within the show and they learned that within a day we're going to talk to uh, Carlo uh, uh, Rebecchio um, and we're going to talk to him about that. Oh, Awesome. So how does COVID-19 affect the park this year? I mean, I think for the park, definitely we are making sure that everybody is spread out this year. So we're doing circles that are socially distant from each other, uh, hand washing stations to make sure everyone is doing what they should know how to do already and should be doing it all the time. Um, And uh, also we're going to uh, be having, usually we have food trucks every year, but this year we came up with something different um, thanks to Jim Calkins uh, who runs seasonal catering. Uh, here in Connecticut. Uh, It's a farm to table. It's been around since 2014, family owned. And you will pre-order your meal is what you will do. Um, They will have food at the park, but what you have to do is you actually have to use a scanner code. This is what you have to do. Yes, it's contactless ordering. So you pre-order all the food for the night. So say you want to come Thursday, you still have to order by September 1st and then he'll bring the food for you that night that you sign up for and when you want to order food there including coffee and cheesecake i hear mm-hmm. <laughs> you can do that with his contact list way of ordering too he's done a brilliant job setting this up that's great yeah i know he really really has so it, things are very different i mean even in the rehearsal process it's been different you know we've been keeping our cast safe uh if you're in the crew you wear a mask the entire time um when actors are not acting on stage or like they're very rarely off stage because it's three people doing an entire show uh what they're doing is they are they're putting masks on um you know they everyone's taking the proper precautions but we've we are all respectful of each other. We all care about each other. We're really also making sure the big thing is that, you know, we're kind of like the cast stays together, crew stays together. Nobody goes backstage unless they have to. If you're a backstage person, we know you. So it's, it's trying to keep that con- contact tracing too as well. So, uh, but we'll talk more about that uh, with a couple of our friends. Hi, uh, I'm Eric Bermudez. I am playing the role of Cyrano. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm Jessica Brita. I'm playing the role of Roxanne, Duena, and a couple others thrown in there. And I'm Mitchell Kawash, and I'm playing everyone else. <laughs> <It's> like, 
roles, including Christian is the biggest <laughs> one, and uh, De Guiche, yes. and several others. <laughs> Cyrano, for me, is such a beautiful love story, one that has resonated with me since I begged my mom to buy the script at a Walden Books in 1996. The language and the story of a man who doesn't think he deserves love for a young, for a young me somehow just resonated. So uh, I wanted to talk to the actors about what they thought, and especially of this adaptation, which came in from Amsterdam and was originally made for children. The show runs only about 60 to 70 minutes, uh, but the actors seem to be liking it. Let's take a listen. Um, for me, Cyrano is just a really beautiful story. Um, I feel really passionate about it because I do think it is the basis of a lot of, you know, stories we see all the time. Um, there's just so much to it that, you know, is timeless um, and, you know, deals with so many, you know, serious, deep themes um, while also being a lot of fun. and. Um, I think it's a really exciting story for to to be a part of and also for people to experience as an audience. So um, that those are my thoughts on Sarah. Yeah, it, it's funny. Like I um I always thought of Sarah the same way as being like very beautiful. And the first time I, I read it, I was like, wow, this is like um, such a. I was struck by its beauty. Um, it was funny going back this time. The fun part of it that you mentioned really stood out uh, when I read it before reading this adaptation, um, I read the, the original again. And I was struck by how like comedic it is. Um, and, and one thing that's cool about this adaptation is that it like really pulls out, I think, the, yeah. the comedy stuff. And it's like very um, broad at times. Like uh, Cyrano is obviously this larger than life character, but in this one, it's like all of the characters are these larger than life versions of themselves, which is really fun. Yeah. It's, this adaptation is, is a lot of fun for that reason because there's not a lot of fluff. It's like it gets down to like just the best parts of this play and it's fast and furious and everybody is just their most selfiest self. <laughs> and yeah, and it, it's wonderful. It's like the core of each character, you know, still exists. You know, the pace yeah. of this version, you know, doesn't allow any of that to be lost. You know, everyone seems very developed. Um, and even with the three person cast, you know, I feel. Um, these two are doing an excellent job uh, so far, you know, doing all that, um, you know, keeping these characters strong and also keeping the story alive throughout. The great thing about this adaptation of Cyrano is that it is only three actors. And out of the three, two actors, uh, Jess and Mitch, they'll be playing more than one role to tell the story. Now, Eric had had some experience in playing several different roles in our production of Two Gentlemen of Verona that toured last year. Uh, and I think he had a lot of fun with it, but I think he's very excited to just play Cyrano de Bergerac. You want to take this one? Lead, take Cyrano de Bergerac. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'll start. Uh, well, specifically playing Cyrano and only playing Cyrano in this version while, you know, these two are transforming throughout. I am 
you know, I'm, I, I would say I'm finding that fun more, you know, as I work on it, because I, you know, initially reading it, you know, got me emotional and like, you know, it, it, I was in my feels a bit, um, you know, but I, I was able to come into rehearsal and then like, while that all still exists, you know, like, obviously I don't want to play at that. So, um, you know, kind of really immersing myself in like who this, you know, man is and, you know, what the insecurities are versus where the kind of confidence shines, you know, has been a lot of fun um, because it's really like the nuance of all that is exciting. And it's also the, the text does give you a lot of it. And so really like playing with it in rehearsals has like, I don't know, I, you know, well, I think we'll talk more about rehearsals, but you know, saying certain lines, you know, are hitting different, you know, to really say them out loud and look at someone and then see what that does, you know, or and how that affects me. Um, it's been really cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I've been finding a lot of fun. I've been having a lot of fun um, figuring out the relationship between Roxanne and Cyrano because he's so in love with her, but she just adores him because he's her cousin and like they just have this wonderful relationship and it's it's so much fun to find little moments like particularly today we there's a man named Dagish who Mitchell is playing and he's like the antagonist of the show yeah. and he's just she, he hates Cyrano and he he wants to marry Roxanne and he's just slimy and gross and I it starts the play starts and he like proposes to Roxanne and Cyrano shows up immediately. And just that feeling in my chest when he, I could hear his voice behind me. It was just, yeah, it was just a nice little moment that I found and, and I'm really excited to continue exploring that relationship. Yeah, and quickly going off that, I would just say like, I think in our first rehearsal, exploring Roxanne and Cyrano's past, you know, has really like shined and how that kind of like still lives within them, you know, their, their relationship stands you know for all this time since they were younger you know it, it hasn't changed and it only grows and they still have that kind of child childlike you know fun when they're around each other which yeah, is really which is so heartbreaking that they can't figure it out i, I mean spoilers <laughs> <laughs> and the i guess the, the complete the character that completes the love triangle with them is uh christian uh and um so one of the key plot points, like one of the key functions of him is that he's not as good with words uh, as Cyrano is, uh, to put it lightly. And particularly around women, he's like terrible at coming up with what to say. Um, and he, he's just like not intellectual, right? Like he doesn't approach things with his mind first. And I do like to a fault, like I overthink things. And so it's been, <laughs> it's been really fun and sort of liberating to like play explore playing a character who's just like mind is not going at the pace <laughs> that my mind goes at. Mitchell's um, like really slow. No, <laughs> no, it's just like, he, I like get way too like when I'm thoughtful about something, I'm like, oh, I overthink it. And he's just like, yeah, like whatever. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna just be here and I have no idea what to say. Um, but he's also not an idiot. Uh, so no. like finding that balance is fun. At Valley Shakespeare Festival, normally uh, we work at a very fast pace. But this year with Cyrano, this 
pace is a little bit faster. Rehearsing for um, a week and a half uh, before we open, I think, mm -hmm. roughly that, yeah. uh, which um, is fast and furious. Uh, and, and particularly in a, a three-person show, um, because we're all, we're all on stage the whole time. Um, and I've got all these characters to keep track. It's like a very big technical challenge, but I, I sort of like that. It's like a, it's like testing your professionalism. Like, mm -hmm. did, have you come in prepared? Like, are you gonna, are you like working hard? All true, day? yeah. Yeah, you, it's like the, the most important thing to do before a rehearsal like this is get sleep. <laughs> Absolutely, I completely agree. <laughs> uh Another component of Cyrano is that there is a little bit of violence in it. Mm, it's light swordplay, but it's something that I knew that I could not stage as a director. So I invited my friend, Carla Rivecchio, who, well... I love violence. I love staged violence. I'm Carlo Rovecchio, uh, and I'm serving as the fight director for Cyrano. Um, I've been involved in crafting violence for the stage for just about 20 years. Um, I got into it uh, before I even knew it was a thing. Um, I was really interested in it when I was in high school, and then um, between my freshman and sophomore year of college, um, I went out there with these big uh, workshops out at uh, UNLV in, in Vegas, which is a crazy place to be in July when you're 20, you know. Um, so I went there for a few weeks, and that's where I really started this just lifelong love of, of the art form of uh, stage violence. I've worked on, over the course of my career, ooh, um, a lot of Shakespeare, the Scottish play, multiple versions of Romeo and Juliet. I've done Romeo and Juliet everywhere from New York, North Carolina, all places in between. Um, some some school tours. Um, I've done a couple of different versions of Cabaret, um, Jekyll and Hyde, which has a lot of violence in it. Cabaret has uh, more violence in it than you'd think. Um, and things to just kind of keep an eye on. Um, As You Like It, I've done a few versions of that. I've worked on Three Musketeers, and uh, even without being the, the fight or stunt person um, off-Broadway, Tony and Tina's Wedding, I helped. Um, there was a couple of little uh, stunty things that, that were done, so um, I was always able to kind of just be a second set of eyes um, for a little while at that, uh, so yeah. As a stage director, usually I start looking at a play from the text. It gives me clues into what characters do, maybe what they're going to wear, relationships that they have. I talked to Carlo about what it's like to be a, a fight director or a fight choreographer. How do you stage a fight or what does that process look like? I saw a lot of similarities into my own process. Sure. So um, it starts, as always, it starts with the text. Um, and you find as many clues as you can into the style and how certain people would fight. Um, 
and then once you have that, you you know kind of put into your into your into your head, okay, this person and this person fight. How do they fight? Where are they fighting? What weapons do they have? Do they need weapons? Okay, now we're saying we, we answer those questions, and you start to come up with some moves. Um, a lot of times you may you may have a, a passage or two in your head. I want to do that. I want to do that, and then you work backwards, and then you work forwards to get into that. Um, then of course we find out who the performers are and that's where you find, okay, what level of training do they have? Are they, have they trained with stage combat before? Have they done any stunt work? Um, are they dancers? Are they movers? Uh, do they have injuries, which are always, you know, uh, important to understand, oh, oh, this person can't do this thing that I really wanted to do because they have a bad knee, they have a bad ankle. So you always have to be very, very flexible um, in, in what you, want to do uh you know against what the performers are able to do and always understanding that you know in a perfect world they're going to be doing this eight times a week and you never want somebody to say i can't do it i got hurt doing choreography right. that's always something right. i really i pride myself on I've, nobody's ever gotten hurt doing any of my choreography that's so for Cyrano, the actual rehearsal with the actors, I had less than a full day uh, rehearsal. So we came in, you know, at the beginning of the day, worked for about two and a half, three hours, took a break, and then we came back a little while later and worked for about another hour. Um, it's going incredibly, um, especially because in general, I, 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 I don't quite remember the exact numbers on the rule of thumb, but I believe it's supposed to be something about an hour of rehearsal for every 30 seconds of a fight um, or even less, you'd want more. Um, you know, maybe it's even 10 seconds if I, if I could remember, you know, it's an hour for every 10 seconds of fight. Um, and we had about three to four hours of rehearsal for a full fight. Um, the fight's probably about a minute and a half. Um, and I came into the process with the actors cold. There was no, you know, in a perfect world, I get to have a workshop with, you know, with the performers. Okay, this is how I like to do things. How do you like to do things? Get to know each other. Um, and the process went so smoothly. Um, the performers are so incredible. Um, and, and I'm so proud of, of how hard they worked um, and how eager they were to, to do it, um, especially when you could see that it wasn't necessarily second nature to them. They had some training in it, but um, it's not something that they have been doing like I have, you know, for 20 plus years. Um, it's something that they were able to really get. Um, and then the, uh, the, the performer that's also serving as the um, fight captain, being able to observe pick up things that I was saying without going to, to her and saying, okay, well, what about this? What about this? Make sure you know that. Um, and asking me questions to say, okay, I, I've noticed this. What do you think? It's so impressive um, that they've worked so hard. And, and I said to the performers, I said to you, um, they were given an incredible amount of information in such a short period of time and that by the end of the first day, they were able to, to perform the fight as I gave it to them and begin to make it their own and make little choices and, and really have fun with it was just so incredible. 
The year 2020 has been not only a hard year in terms of a global pandemic, political upheaval, unrest over basic health care, and social justice, but for the arts community, they have suffered the most. With public gatherings indoors banned for the unforeseeable future, actors, designers, technicians, and arts administrators all over the globe have faced reductions, layoffs, and furloughs due to event cancellations. Local regional theaters such as Hartford Stage and Yale Rep will not come back until the fall of 2021. Luckily, the state of Connecticut has worked hard in fighting the COVID-19 pandemic. We have worn our masks, washed our hands, and practiced social distancing. Cyrano was supposed to be our annual tour that goes to schools, bars, homeless shelters, and libraries. That was unfortunately canceled. But I started thinking, what if we moved that three-person production to our annual park performance? We have worked hard to keep our actors safe. This has been an experiment, not always easy. The rehearsal process has been different and one we will never forget. But it's been worth it to perform and work again with such wonderful friends and artists. Listen as our actors capture what it's been like to work during the COVID-19 pandemic. I would say if anybody's familiar with the group of people who often are around with BSF, the most challenging thing so thus far has been that I cannot give Kristen Kingsley, our company manager for this production, a big hug because Kristen gives the best hugs. Um, that was that was an unexpected, very difficult moment for me <laughs> um, seeing her. But honestly, I have to give a shout out to Tom because we were sent an email, I don't remember what month it was, months and months, we were supposed to do this play earlier, and we were sent an email by Tom of all of the, like, just unbelievable considerations that he is making, and all of the things that he thought about, like a QR code for the program, so nobody has to, you know, paper does not have to exchange hands, and like, just so many things that I would never have thought of, and mm -hmm. I, I truly felt very enthusiastic about saying yes and, and doing this experiment because I just knew that everything was being considered and as much as we could control was being controlled. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's been really nice um, to, to see how much time and thought and honestly money BSF has, has invested in this um, and Tom has invested in this. Like it, we've got like bins multiple bins yep. per person uh, backstage that are like just start things and they're like being kept separate and um yeah just the amount of like proactive thought that was put into it um has been has been really reassuring i guess mm -hmm. uh, as an actor yeah i completely agree with all of that i mean you know it was when i when i heard from tom and he sent me all the detail i had a very similar experience i mean i was excited because I felt immediately safe, you know, to do something like this um, that I, I, we all really want to do and so many people right now, you know, want to be doing as well and, you know, we're, we're all trying to find a way and, and I think Tom is experimenting in the best way, you know, possible, or you are experimenting in the best way, <laughs> I'm talking about Tom. <laughs> um, but, you know, um, and yeah, like it's, it's rehearsals have felt safe and, you know, the policy, the procedure has just been, you know, 
seamless and and I really appreciate that yeah. do you think a small cast has helped that like yeah. oh yeah, yeah. definitely it's yeah. it's been really it was an easy decision to do something like this because if we're you know the problem with actors and like doing theater right now is is so many plays like you're kissing each other you're fighting each other you're you're sweating on each other you're spitting on each other and all of this stuff and, and the idea of doing theater right now to a lot of people is just simply unthinkable but something like this where if uh, a lot of people don't know this but Mitchell and I are dating each other so we're and we have to kiss in the show we're the only people who have to kiss in the show Spoilers. and <laughs> it's we have to kiss um, but that's we're gonna kiss anyway <laughs> sorry dad um, it's that, that sort of thing and it was an but... easy decision to go yeah you know what like let's add Eric into this one human being. Mm -hmm. Connecticut is doing a wonderful job with coronavirus and the infection rate and yep. and, 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 and one of the things that you know the of the procedures that's in place is like keeping the audience and the backstage separate and like yeah. a lot of times there's like people going back and forth like there's like crew members who are sort of yeah. in the back but like there's a lot of talk going into keeping the, the front of house people in the front of house and the backstage people backstage like all kinds of little details like that but and and everyone's role is really clear you know like but yeah uh, which is really you know nice you know there's not there's no gray area of like you know who's doing what you know which like you know certain you know, certain places that it can feel that way, but you know, obviously we can't afford to have that happen right now. And it's like, you know, everything's really clear cut and it's great. And yeah. the people in the cast and crew also mm -hmm. are like professional. professional, you know, very and professional. Respecting us that we, you know, we're sort of putting ourselves out there a little bit and they're wearing masks around us and, and they're staying far from us. Yeah. And it, mm -hmm. it's just been, I, I haven't felt like anyone's trying to like, push the rules or right, push the boundaries exactly. and it's, it's just been such a lovely respectful experience yeah. so far. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bard on the Pod podcasting theater as you like it. We hope to see you in the park for Cyrano and stay tuned for the next episode coming out in September.